It's an Axios Election 2020 special podcast. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. will be the next president of the United States. And in Delaware last night, he struck a tone of unity. I pledge to be a president who seeks not to divide, but unify. Who doesn't see red states and blue states, only sees the United States. But the United States feels less united than ever. Pew Research found nearly all of Biden's supporters said that if Donald Trump won, the country would suffer lasting harm. But here's the thing. A roughly equal number of Trump supporters have said the same thing about Biden. And that's just the context for what Joe Biden is facing. What are those other challenges? We've assembled an all-star Axios cast this morning for their thoughts. Jim Vandehei, Axios' CEO, Mike Allen, Axios' co-founder, and Margaret Taleb, our White House and politics editor. Good morning. Thank you all for waking up earlier on this Sunday morning for Axios when you guys have already been working so hard. Good morning. Good morning. Jim, has an American president ever before inherited such a complex set of problems? Well, there's no doubt that FDR uh, inherited a hot mess back in 1932, obviously dealing with the Depression, dealing with a a country really in a deep funk. There's the old saying, to the victor goes the spoils. Like in this case, the spoils are pretty rotten and pretty rotten across the board for Joe Biden. Like obviously a celebratory moment last night. But just think about what he inherits. He has a spreading pandemic that will probably be worse when he takes office than it is today. And it's already at its apex in terms of the number of people getting infected. You have sky high long term unemployment. So you have real systematic issues with people who want to have long term jobs, getting them uh, and keeping them. You have stratospheric federal debt. You have an outgoing president who's probably going to claim forever that you stole the election. You have a nation that's bitterly divided. And you have misinformation and lies spreading at scale on platforms that every one of us can access for free. That's a lot. That is a lot of burdens for any president. If you think about one of those, one would be an epic challenge. Five or six of them seems almost incomprehensibly difficult. And he knows that, and that's why he'll approach it by focusing on what he needs to focus on first, which is the coronavirus, and then job loss uh, related to the coronavirus. And my guess is that's going to be the entire first year of his presidency unless something overseas interrupts. The only way he can have a successful presidency, the only way he can have the type of power you need to tame both sides is to be able to show that we're making progress against the virus and that the economy is going to bounce back in a way that people who don't have jobs can get jobs. Mike Allen, to Jim's point, The coronavirus and solving the coronavirus is a part of bringing the country together. If people don't trust Joe Biden, then I wonder how much that also relates to the virus and how we combat that. Last night, Joe Biden said, let's give each other a chance. But I wonder how that happens, especially if you have Donald Trump still stoking partisan and divisive flames. That's right, Nyla. Joe Biden, we're told by his confidants, is very clear eyed that this weekend's halo And it's amazing. Cities all across the country, these spontaneous celebrations. I sat outside yesterday at 7th and E in D.C., not even really the center of the action. And I just held up my phone so people could hear car horns, the honking, which went on for hours. But all that's going to be very short-lived. What's his reality? His reality is those colliding crises that Jim narrated 
and a Democratic Party where the rising left is not naturally Biden. He's going to have constant pressure and constant undermining from other parts of his own party. And then a Senate that's likely going to be controlled by Republicans, which will vastly constrain what he wanted to do. So he talked about build back better, but it's definitely going to be in pieces. So as Jim says, start with coronavirus, emphasize executive action, things that you can do that you don't need Congress for, but those are never the biggest things. So that's the Biden puzzle as he walks in. We'll be back in 15 seconds with parallels to another president Biden knows well. Welcome back to this Axios election 2020 special. Margaret Tellev, when we think about what Joe Biden is inheriting, a financial crisis has to deal with health care, a divided Congress to what Mike Allen just said, just like uh, 2008. Similar parallels here? Mala, there are some parallels. Think about 2008. There was the massive 2008 financial crisis, it completely overshadowed what President Obama and Vice President Biden wanted to do with that first year in office. On the other hand, you could argue it helped put them in office. It helped tip the balance of that race. And then when they took office, they got really one shot at anything else that wasn't to do with the financial crisis. And Obama chose health care. It was the one big thing. And they passed the Affordable Care Act. So 2020, going into 2021, in some ways, the pandemic is the 2008 financial crisis, just much bigger with a much clearer human stake. The number of infections in the U.S., the number of lives lost, the number of lives that could be lost could double by the time of the inauguration. It, in many ways, both will overshadow that first year, but also helped tip the balance of this race. More than the financial crisis, the pandemic cast the fate of President Trump's quest for a second term. But guess what? <laughs> Healthcare could again be the one issue that he has to put all of his chits into. And that is if the Supreme Court throws out the Affordable Care Act. There are some differences, though. And the biggest difference that I see is that, as Obama likes to say, we've seen this movie before. And we know how it ends. And so they do have the advantage of kind of knowing all the tricks, right? And they also understand, because of both Obama and President Trump, the power of executive authority, executive power. And you can argue on the merits that, you know, there's checks and balances and it's better to do stuff through legislation. But both Obama and especially Trump have tested and proven the idea that if you are the president and you can't get it done through Congress, you just try to get it done yourself and see if the course can stop you. And I think all of that will be the roadmap for the months ahead. We've been talking about the first 100 days. I wonder if I can ask each of you to end with one word about what you think the next two months are before we get to January. Uh, can Jim, what's your phrase for how you're thinking about this? Chaos. Mike? Crazy. Margaret? Uncertain. Jim Vandeheye, Mike Allen, Margaret Taleb, thank you all for joining us this morning. And that does it for our special election coverage. We'll be back tomorrow with our regular editions of Axios Today and Axios Recap. You can always reach your team at podcast at axios.com and find me on Twitter. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow.